0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Really Charlie podcast. Today's guest is Chris Santos, my man, my colleague from New Bedford High School. We're a freshman football team. I love this dude. We had some good times for the five years that I was there. And um, he's, he's definitely now with the New Bedford Cable Access, doing some sports casting with the high school sports, girls basketball, boys basketball. Definitely has some knowledge, knows what he's talking about, and um, and he's also a tennis pro. So this dude has definitely done his things, deserves his respect, and we're gonna talk about a few things today: um, local sports, professional sports, and uh, you know, f- at some point in the podcast, we're gonna actually allow some people to come on, and your instructions are just to leave. Invite me in the comment section and I'll invite you, but not right now. It's about Chris Santos. How you doing, Chris?
1: I'm well, Charlie. Thanks a lot for having me on. And really, Charlie, I'm looking forward to this podcast uh, all day. I had a great game uh, this afternoon between the New Bedford High Girls and Bishop Stang on the New Bedford Cable Network. It was a lot of fun. A a really good game that New Bedford pulled it off at the end and uh, ended up winning by 10. So it was really nice to do that game. And now I'm on here with you, and I've uh, been looking forward to it all day.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I was – I've been excited since uh, we kind of talked about this happening. And, you know, initially we were going to talk about maybe getting you on and three others and talk about the Super Bowl during the Super Bowl week. But you know what? It's even better now. It's you and I and um, and whoever's listening. So.
1: Wouldn't um, want
0: it any other way, my friend. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I, uh, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, and I'm living and learning, getting a lot of different pointers from a few people. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorite ones is, you know, Deion Sanders and Jamie Dukes, 21st and Prime. Um, those dudes, are they're hilarious. Uh, they're straightforward. Um, I'm actually becoming a fan of the Jackson State uh, team that he's, he's, he's coaching now. So I think they're going to be all right, man. It'll be nice to check them out.
1: Yeah, right, Well, I mean, Deion Sanders is, is – if you actually sat down with him, you'd probably be laughing more than you would be uh, understanding what he's saying because he is really a funny guy.
0: Oh, he is. Um, and I, you
1: know, even when he was with San Francisco, Atlanta, Dallas – Uh, He was on the Yankees, obviously, Um, and everybody just seemed to really thrive on the guys from Florida State, even when he started there. Uh, Never mind what an athlete he is. And remember, a great two-sport athlete when he was with the Braves um, and he was with the Yankees and obviously Atlanta Falcons and all the other football teams that he's been associated with. But uh, that being said, he's a great analyst. He knows the game. Now he's into coaching so he he's just I think living the dream uh, of what he really wanted to do in sports and, and I think that's where he's at now and he's he's at his peak.
0: Yeah. So so and um, uh, there was opportunities that he can actually coach professional um, football, which is, I mean he's a Hall of Famer. Not all yep. all not all Hall of Famers are able to do the coaching thing, but you know there's no doubt in my mind that um that Dion could have done it. Um, but he, he was very selective, and and what I like about him is that he mentors a lot, a lot of people, and um and and it's it's about character, it's about um, being a good citizen, doing all the right things. There's no color color biases. He just wants you know, as he says, he wants a player that's a dog. He wants well, no matter who you are, and he also wants to make you very very
1: successful. So. Um, well, I agree, I agree with you to the point of there are times when certain players are just not coaches. And oh, yeah. there, are, there are great coaches who are never players. So, True. you know, you can have the best of both worlds. It's not easy to do. But for him, I, I, I respect him. I think he's going to be uh, probably a good coach uh, for Jacksonville. and And he should be doing just fine as a head coach. Because I think he he's got a good background and he's got the knowledge of the game. He's very smart, much as like a, a Michael Irving or, or some of these other guys that we see on the NFL channel, or even on CBS Sports, uh, what what they can do for the game. Um, he's just a prime example, and he's starting in the colleges, and who knows? May, maybe um, he'll move up to the into the pros someday.
0: Yeah, he. he I think he. I think he's going to stay at that coll- collegiate level only because of. Uh, um, what he's all about. You know, he's, he's Mm -hmm. definitely setting up programs and, and, and doing things for the youth. So I think that's where he's probably going to stay grounded. And, uh, and, uh, I mean, he's going to have to do it on that level because he's going to need some time. I think his kid's going to be not as good as him, but he's going to end up being in the pros, uh, within the next, uh, throughout three years. So, um, first topic of the day is is, is my beloved Celtics um, I uh, I've been kind of down on the coach um, a little bit. I don't think that um, that he has his players' ears um, and he's very knowledgeable definitely has um, the knowledge in the background to be a professional coach but for some reason, this team, and you can look on the sidelines. I mean, on off off the court, on the bench, you know, he's talking, and the players are looking all about. You know, just not concentrating on the play, and it, it gets a little sickening. And um, I, I just uh, think they need to change. What's your opinion?
1: Well, I mean, as a coming from a college coach to the NBA is is a lot different. Uh, nowadays than probably what it used to be. Um, But we've seen success with this team by him, and we've seen some uh, lullaby games where they have not shown up. And this shortened season with all the COVID and everything that's been going on, I'm not saying this is like a gimme season, but it's one of those seasons uh, where it's very difficult. And I think a lot of coaches are having problems because they're, they're trying to find the chemistry And then, you know, we don't know the the backdrops and we don't know all what's going on in the locker rooms, uh, who's sick, who's really healthy. You know, they had just gotten their starting five back. Walker was injured. Um, You know, they just got Tatum uh, back from the COVID. And so, you know, he's trying to put all the pieces together. I think one of the big things is, you know, they're a center away, in my opinion, from being really good. Nothing against Thompson and nothing against um, Daniel Tice, uh, you know those are role players, but I, I still think they're a big man away uh, from being really good with Brown and Tatum. If you add, you know, when you add Walker in there at the guard, uh, but if they had a big big man there that could really contribute and make it like the big three when they had Allen Pierce and Garnett and some of these other teams who have done the same thing and and get their big three, um, I think they could be even better. And if not, an opportunity to be a world champion. Uh, with, with a good center. Now we've talked about this, you and I, uh, on the side. We talked about an Andre Drummond. Uh, <laughs> we talked about some big, big names that maybe they had a chance to go get, and and Danny and and Brad they they didn't pull the trigger on, um, and so they're happy with what they have now. But it, it's a tough season uh, as a coach uh, with the shortness of it, uh, coming off what happened last year when they were in the bubbles and and everything that's gone on. So. Uh, I know it's been a little bit more inconsistency this year, but I, I think you've got to kind of give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt, especially what's been going on out there. But I can see your point of view. Um, you, you don't want those lackluster performances. Uh, and I thought they showed one the other night when they put San Antonio, I thought they could have played a, a little bit better in that one as well. Uh, and then me and you talked about finishing ball games, you know, good coaches, find a way to finish ball games, and they find a way to win. And we talked about how the ball really wasn't going inside. It was more of one-on-one matchups, step-back threes, Mm -hmm. um, things that, you know, me and you didn't really care for. Yeah, Uh, But you got superstars like Tatum who can make them, and and, and even Brown and some of the other ones, and Walker who's coming back. And, you know, sometimes they, they go with that flow. And other times it doesn't work for you. And then everyone blames the coach when it doesn't work for you. When he hits them and Tatum makes them, everybody says, you know, what a great call or what a great job. So uh, sometimes you make them and sometimes you don't. You live with the three, you die by the three. Uh, Those are some of the basketball terminologies that coaches have to live by and and players will too. So uh, I'm not putting Brad Stevens out yet. That's for sure. I still think they're in the hunt in the East. Yep. Um it, it's gonna be them, Milwaukee, uh hopefully down the stretch. I think Philly, I mean, is really so imagine if Embiid was on the Celtics. <laughs> I mean, what a team they would have. But uh, you know, they, they got their they got their flaws. They wanted to trade Simmons and then they didn't. So I expect to see those three down the stretch. And and it's whatever's team is playing better at the end that will lead them to probably represent the East. That that that's the way I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, we, I, they have until uh, February 6 to March 25th to kind of add someone. So I yeah. think I think they are going to add someone, and uh, a big man. I agree with because if you look at Thompson or Tice, when either one of them, it's it's always just only one of them that's under the boards, and they're yeah. always they're always kind of trying to box out one player and 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 end up you know fighting off a second one. Um, and then they end up losing the the rebound to maybe one of those two.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, it's it's always four out and one in when it comes to rebounding. And, and we're losing a lot of the rebounds. Yeah, so, and, uh, and look what could
1: happen here is if they, if they grab a big man, as you say, maybe in a trade or a free agency or whatever it is, and they come out and maybe now either Thompson and Tice actually play with this person, and now yeah. you have two guys under the boards, Instead of just relying on one, because the perimeter is where today's NBA is at anyways. Everybody wants to shoot the three and and live by the three. And, uh, you know, you get right back in games and you're down by 20 and and threes bring it right back in a couple of minutes. So uh, it's a different style. But rebounding is very important. Um, And and some of these teams have done a good job going out and getting some big players uh, and big men underneath. And I I really think the Celtics need another one uh, besides those two guys. I agree. Yeah,
0: I agree. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of favoring. Uh, I mean, I want a big man, and after that, second, second to that is is actually I see some old guys out there that can shoot a three, like shooting layups, and that's Jamal Crawford,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Kyle Korver, even JJ Reddick's mm-hmm. out there now. And so, uh, I mean, if if we're gonna say if we're gonna have our, our players out on the perimeter, why don't we get some people that are capable of shooting a three because The bench is actually there, you know, except Teague, you know. um,
1: Well, take a a look at who's been shooting the threes. Yeah. So you can come right off the bat. To me, I don't think Marcus Smart is a great three-point shooter. That's just my opinion. Uh, I think he's more defensive. He's a gutty grindy. He'll go in there against the big guys. And occasionally if he's got an open three, okay, he'll take it. I think the threes are Walker, Tatum, and Brown. Those are the three guys that you rely on. And then yet you'll see Tice take a three now and then. You'll see, obviously, Smart take some um, at times that I don't think he should. But if I'm going to take threes, I'm going to rely on the big three guys with Walker and and Tatum and Brown. Now, as you're saying, if you want to get a three-point specialist, and remember, they had one, okay, and he played for the Utah Jazz, and he came over to us in Haywood, and now – they got rid of him, and look what Haywood's been doing, and he's yeah. been leading his team, obviously, um, in the NBA. He's averaging probably 25, 26 a game, and um, maybe he just didn't fit the role where he wanted to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. Of course, the injury hurt him, yeah. but now you see what he's doing with Charlotte, and you go, oh, wow, You know what's exactly. this all about? But. Uh, you're probably right. I, I guess they could use another guy off the bench that could come in and 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 pop a three if you need it, with like a Kyle Culver or, or one of those guys. And uh, they're out there, you know. And 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 I'm sure Danny's kind of trying to figure that team out um, um, when everyone's healthy, how good they are, and and where they're at. I think the biggest surprise for me, and, and you're probably going to say the same thing, Charlie, is look at the record now. Now that Walker is back in the lineup. Yeah. I'm very surprised that you know, it, it's probably like two and six or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it would be like six and two having him back. So maybe they're getting a feel uh, how they want to use him and, and how they really want to do this. But right now, it's not working out. And, and hopefully, they they can get it back to Celtics basketball.
0: True. I I mean I I just I miss I miss the team. I really miss it when they're or scrappy and, and defending, um, and uh, I miss that. So I hope it comes it comes back. Um, I joke around and I say, hey, maybe you need to throw, uh, you know, Shannon Shop or a guy like Kendrick Perkins on the bench just to shout at him and say, hey, you suck. <laughs>
1: Scalabrini. <laughs> yeah, Scalabrini. Yep. You get Scal in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, you, you know as we do, you, you need role players. Um, coaches need role players. It's not always about the superstars. And, and any coach will tell you, you, you want to be able to uh, have someone come off the bench when one of your stars is not playing well or in foul trouble or whatever it is. And some of these role players have to step up when they get into the game. And you and me talked about Pritchard when he yeah. was healthy and in there. And yeah, I, I thought the kid stepped up nicely and was in there. Naismith has not done it yet. Uh, you know He's young, but uh, Pritchard's a little bit you know, older than him and a little bit more selective and um, has a game that kind of fits that Celtic style. Not to say that Naismith can't, and maybe he will. Uh, and it was tough to see Pritchard go down, so so that's a tough one. And you knew he was going to lose minutes once yeah. Walker came back, so that was another big thing that kind of hurt them. Um, but hopefully uh, Brad and Danny you know, kind of figure it out, and as you said, between February and March, maybe find someone or, or make a move realizing, hey – what we have here is not going to cut it down the stretch. And one of the big things I thought of, and you've probably, and we talked about it earlier too, is when you play the lesser teams, the teams below 500, you shouldn't be struggling with those teams. You True. should be beating those teams, and you should soundly be beating those teams. And I think that's what makes a, a good basketball team. So if you play the Bulls in Chicago who haven't been playing that well and you come out and you beat them by 20 and you want, wow, that's a great performance. Then you go to San Antonio, you play a little lackluster. Next thing you know, you lose by four. To me, there are teams out there that you're supposed to beat them and and maybe pretty handily. And sometimes they just haven't done that this year. Um, so I, I don't know where they really stand in the East. Uh, and hopefully they can get it together and get back. You know, the, the game they lost against the Knicks. Think about that game. I mean, they got trounced by like 40 points. And mm-hmm. that that's, to me... That doesn't help. That doesn't um, happen often with good Celtics teams.
0: Yeah. I I, I wish they were you know, amongst their fans so they can get booed off that court. You know, actually, that was a away game, right? I believe. No, no. That it, was in Boston. It was. All right. It
1: was in Boston. And they, they got it handed to them that night. Yeah. So they only
0: scored like 75 points.
1: Yeah, that was I, it.
0: And I was – I actually didn't see that game. I yep. ended up seeing the bottom line somewhere whether it's on my phone or something but um i uh yesterday we, we was on a on a, um, a podcast and they were talking about people that needed to be you know that should be traded yep. and, and one of the suggestions i put out is like with bradley beal and um levine from chicago going maybe down to the pelicans uh you know the only reason why I'm saying it is that because of those are guys that are doing hundred percent of the work, you know ninety percent of the work on their teams, and um their organization's just not capable of helping them out right year after year after year, so I would like them to go to an organization where you know their their hard work is actually being looked upon and looked at um where they say, "Hey, I'm going to add a player for you. I'm going to, I'm going to add a better coach to you." Actually, I can't even say that. I think that their teams they they have the coaches, they just don't have the players. So, who do you? Yeah,
1: yeah, again, the key to that is let's say let's put Beal for an example. So now, Beal comes over to one of these good teams. Can they share the ball enough with the superstars that they have so they keep everybody happy? And yeah. right now, that's what Brooklyn's got to do adding Hodden with Durant and obviously Irving can now Nash find a way to get these three, their points. And again, these three have to work together and not be what we used to call ball hogs and say, well, I yeah. want all the stuff. or who's going to take the shot down the stretch? You know, right now, every time the Celtics are down the stretch, it's Tatum's game. It's Tatum, mm-hmm. Tatum, 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 Tatum. Now other teams are going to know that, but if I had someone else and say, wait a minute now, you got to watch Tatum, but you might have to watch Beal, you know. Yeah. So you have someone else that they could go to. Um, I, I don't know if the Celtics do. They had Brown. Brown has won a couple of good games for them. Uh, he stepped up too. So he's another one that they have to kind of watch out for. So even when those superstars make a transformation to another team, you got to make sure, you you know, you put them in the right place and you gel with them. And that's, that's what Haywood has done, uh, and, and look how successful he's been. Uh, then one of the guys, the one of the veterans and these young guys look to him and say, hey, let's get this guy the ball. He'll get it to us. And right now he's shining down there and he couldn't do it in Boston, unfortunately. But uh, that's just the way it goes. That's that's basketball.
0: Yeah. And I was uh, initially I was a little bitter about him leaving and, and saying, bye. You know, see you later. Like the kids say, bye, Felicia. You know, but when I was
1: never had no disrespect about it, though, he was very good. He said Boston was great for me. Yeah. Uh, Danny was great. Uh, you know, Stevens was great, the team was great, the city was great. He never had no hard feelings. Now, again, we don't really know, you know, the all the ins and outs of what really went down, but uh, you know, he's pulled it off and, and said the right things, and that's what a professional does. So
0: yeah, and he, he there's no one, no one knows the coach better than he does. So, you know, uh mm-hmm. for him to move on is definitely it was something that he thought about and he said, Hey. This is a better decision for me. So, you know, um, I'm still rooting for him. Still want him to be very, very successful because all in all, I mean, just like you said, he's a class act, left with some class and dignity. And uh, why wouldn't you want him to be successful? Um, Let's see. Chris, we're going to talk about the NFL and the Super Super Bowl. Yep. And now – Brady has won two games that I expected. I, I actually expected him to lose against New Orleans. Okay. And I, uh I was during the game, I was surprised that he ended up winning against green Bay, but okay. the, um so he's definitely had a successful season
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, And this debate between him, you know, Brady, Mm -hmm. Brady, Belichick, who makes who better, so on and so forth. And right now, Brady's winning that first quarter, right? And um, and I think that Belichick's probably gonna bounce back, and it's gonna be a one for one, okay? And uh, but I I see Kansas City winning the Super Bowl,
1: okay?
0: Um, and only be. Reason being is is that as great as great as I feel about the goat, mm-hmm. um, I just think Tariq Hill and um, I, I mind block here. Uh,
1: Travis Kelsey,
0: Kelsey, yep. and um, I just think that they're going to end up playing some big big games. Um, and, you know, once the pressure up the middle, Brady kind of fumbles and he gets a little flustered, and mm-hmm. I think that Kansas City is going to do that. So um just want to get some of your feedback about, you know, the Super Bowl in general, how you feel about it. And, well, um,
1: let's, let, let's first go back to what you said at the beginning of this conversation on the NFL, which is the situation of, of Tom Brady, the GOAT. And and very simple to me. Remember, he's leaving New England, and it's not like he's going to a one in fifteen team, exactly. which is you know, say the Jets or mm-hmm. somebody who has not been playing good the previous year. Now, Tom Brady uh went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, his team is seven and nine the year before. They had a quarterback who threw over 40 interceptions. And Jameis Winston, so Winston did not have a good year. Now that being said, obviously you got one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Goes to this organization and says, "I'm not going to throw 40 interceptions. I got All Pro Mike Evans. I got All Pro Chris Godwin. I got Ronald Jones. I got Cameron Brate. I got OJ Howard." Mm -hmm. Uh, I got a good nucleus here of guys. I'm not going to a 1-15 team. I'm going to a solid team that I think I can make the playoffs with. Now, that being said, what does Tampa go and do? Tampa says, hey, now we have Tom. Let's add a few more pieces to the puzzle, and we're going to make this happen. So they go out and obviously get the grunk. They go out and get Antonio Brown. They go out and get Leonard Fournette. Which I think is another big one. Yes. And so they sit back and say, "Okay, we got ourselves a pretty good unit here." Now they make it at eleven and five, and they get to the playoffs as a number five seed. Um, they had a, they had a great draw, having to play Washington first. And no offense, but the NFC East was horrible this year. Yes. And you know me, I'm a Cowboy fan, and I it know. was not a very good year for the NFC. So. It didn't really matter, in my opinion, who represented the East. I didn't think any any one of them was that good, and I thought Tampa would get through them with no problem. I think what's amazed me in the last two games is what is what Brady has done, I, I understand perfectly, and he's had some help. Their defense has stepped up their game. True. They have created a lot of turnovers, and when they create the turnovers, the GOAT finishes – off the team so if you you know you you uh guy fumbles the ball guy from tampa picks it up after the hit runs down to the nine and now the offense comes in and brady throws one pass and it's a touchdown everybody says brady touchdown i'm saying yeah but the defense did it now Mm -hmm. the key to this is where the fee positioning is going to be is really going to help kansas city in my opinion If they can get Brady to start at his own 20 or 25, and he has to go all the way down the field and score, and obviously that's great for Brady, but he's had trouble with that a little bit this year. You saw it in the Green Bay game where the trouble for him was he ended up starting, let's say, the 20 and 25. He got picked off, and then he got again in his own end. He got picked off a second time, and he got picked off a third time when he was in his own end. Now, they obviously, you had the Hail Mary play right before the half. A blown coverage. Made a great pass. He took advantage of an interception. They were inside Green Bay's territory. He does what he's supposed to do. I think the key will be finding ways to have Brady go the distance to try to score. Then to give him turnovers. And then the next thing you know, he kills you in one or two plays. He did it yeah. against New Orleans. And he'll and he did it against Green Bay, and definitely he'll do it again. So uh, if Kansas City turns the ball over, so they they got to be shot. They can't turn the ball over. Now that being said, this defense number one against the rush. So if you're number one against the rush in the NFL, that means you're trying to take Hailie out of the game. The running back. Yeah. You got to keep Mahomes. Now Mahomes hasn't been like really running as much as he has in the last couple of years. Uh, he's been kind of settling in as that quarterback now that wants to stay there, wants to be healthy, but he can still run, so you got to keep an eye on him. So with the number one D, I think they're okay there. They'll probably double Hill. That's that's a given because Hill's so fast. He's so he's so speedy. They got to really keep him on the inside and outside. So obviously, I think Kelsey becomes the big man on the on campus, which means to me, can they have a guy stop? Kelsey one-on-one. Can Devin White, a good linebacker who's had a great season, or one of these other linebackers help him or, or corner or safety come up and help him and kind of control Kelsey? If they do that, I think they're okay. And then Hardman and Watkins, I would take my chances one-on-one with Hardman and Watkins. I don't want the big guys to beat me. I want the little guys to beat me. So uh, the defense has been playing good. They've stepped it up. I know Breeze wasn't uh, – you know, Breeze was kind of a shell of himself uh, this year, uh, especially being banged up after the broken ribs and all that. Uh, he didn't really have the gusto this year to get the ball downfield uh, too much anymore. So some of his passers were kind of floating. But good teams take advantage of that, and Tampa's defense did that. And then they give Brady the ball one or two plays, three plays, and the next thing you know he's in the end zone uh, just like that. So um, – it, it depends on how Kansas City – if they don't turn the ball over, and as you said, Charlie, they yep. have to rush and get pressure on Tom up the middle as Green Bay did a little bit to force those three picks. They have to do the same thing to get Tom uh, a little bit into that turtle shell, and he doesn't want to have that. Okay. So if they, I, I don't know if they can do that. Maybe they can. Um Hopefully it's a, it's just a good game. Um, and if to, if Tom wins another one, you know, it just puts on, again, the list uh, of great efforts and great things that he has done to continue to say, hey, I'm the GOAT. Come chase me. Uh, if he loses it, you know, Mahomes was, is the new face of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the NFL is going to like it no matter which way it goes, in my opinion. Um, just hoping for a good game. Uh, but for me, I'm taking Tampa. I think they take the win. Um, I don't know. If Tom has two weeks to prepare, and uh, I, I think it's going to help. The big one is, to can Arians match Andy Reid? Because Arians has never been here before as a coach. Can he manage the game and make sure he does it the right way? Uh, Andy has done it. He's won a bowl with it. Can Bruce do the same thing? We'll we'll find out, but obviously having I, the goat uh, leading you I, is only going to help.
0: I think with with Arians, I think he's going to end up because uh, I, I picked up on something this past week that um, um, you know, where he's giving well, he's always give Brady some praise, you know, most of the time. But I think he's listening to him and he's having him coach on the field. I think that was about three weeks ago. He mentioned that. Mm-hmm. So in the situation in the Super Bowl, I think that um. You know, Brady's going to be able to put some – give some input to his coach. And, and on the sideline, they're probably going to make a good decision. So, um,
1: Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm sure in the game plan, Tom has all kinds of decisions that he wants. Now, when it gets called, he may like it, and then he may sit there and call an audible and do it some other way, depending true. on what scheme that he sees. So he's the greatest at it, and he, he knows what's in front of him, and he is trying to find a way – obviously not to make the mistakes as Winston had made last year, over 40 of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they went seven and nine. And, and with where he came from with a team like new England, knowing that this is going to be a down year. We don't have that personnel that we've had. Okay. Things went wrong. He got out and he ended up going to an organization. He can sit back and say, I got some talent on this team. I can do something with this team that Winston couldn't do. And, sure. and and he's showing it, and, and he's performing it. So um, it, just another reason why uh, he, he's the greatest of all time. So um, sure. he, he takes situations, and he makes the best of it. Now, Mahomes, uh, obviously a different kind of athlete back there um, behind center. It's not the uh, style of Tom. He can move right. He can move left, drop back. Uh, he can throw on the run. He, he has all the tools just as much as Tom does, um, he's got you know better footwork. Uh, nothing against Tom, but Tom's never been a runner. Nope. Uh, but Tom, but Tom has so much smarts <laughs> that he makes up for it just by being you know the smartest. Um, so Mahomes has to be careful. But the one thing about Patrick is he's had uh, a ring under his belt. He's been here before, um, so I don't think he'll be nervous at all, uh, and neither will the other players. So, I, I expect a good matchup. I just think Tampa's D is peaking at the right time. And I think they keep him in the game, and Tom finds a way to win it, maybe down the stretch.
0: True. I agree. Um, let's see. We're going um, to let's kind of um, talk about what you're doing um, at the high school. And, okay, um, well, right
1: now, um, you know, it, it's been really difficult for us with, with COVID going on. And I teach at the New Mandan Middle School uh, as a phys ed teacher. We've had some uh, difficulty, obviously, even running our program because we got to be careful in the six feet distance and wearing masks and uh, what we can and cannot do uh, with the kids. So you kind of feel bad for them. Uh, But we're hanging in there. You know, we're doing the best we can Um, for my cable network. We ended up having a fall season. We covered both boys and girls soccer. And we covered field hockey and we covered volleyball. Now, the MIAA has put in, in rules that obviously is for the COVID. So it's been a little bit difficult um, to watch, but the kids are playing. They're enjoying it. They're, they're having fun, um, playing with the mask on, following the rules, doing the best they can. So we finished a pretty good um, fall season. We're now in the winter. So now we're mostly into basketball. We're covering um, the boys' basketball at New Bedford High and Greater New Bedford Volk. And we cover the girls on on both of them schools as well. They have a limited schedule. Um, New Bedford has played, I think they have an eight-game schedule. Then they have a mini-playoff. And Volk's kind of like the same thing. Uh, And then they play just a mini-playoff inside their section. And that's how they call it. So there's no MIAA tournament or anything like that. So you just play within your league that you're in and you try to make the best of it. Both teams um, are playing well. The boys at Volk are having a great season. Uh, the boys at New Bedford started off tough. They've won their last couple of games, pulled an upset the other night against Brockton. Anytime you can beat the boxes, that's always a great win.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, yep. yeah, the girls are, are now six and two with, uh, with a nice win today against Stang. So they've improved. Um the Volk Tech girls, they're struggling. They're very young. Uh, they haven't won a game this year. Uh, so Coach Mike Pryor is having a little bit of difficulty. But I think he can turn it around. Uh, they're still young. Maybe get, uh, you know, the kind of kind of team that he's looking for maybe maybe next year or the year after that. But you got to remember, it, it's that kind of changing of the season for him. He had a couple of Volk Tech teams that went on a long run uh, for mm-hmm. a few years so, you know how it is, Charlie. You're gonna have the yeah. ups and downs. You're gonna have uh juniors and seniors and sophomores who take you to the top, and then you lose all them. And then what's coming up through the system? So, right now, exactly. it's a little down year for the last couple of years for him, but hopefully, they can turn it around as well.
0: How, how do you feel that? Um, in the 90s, you was watching Jordan Pena, and now you're watching them <laughs> courtside coaching the girls. And
1: yeah, uh, oh, it's great, you know, you, it's, it's great to see kids who you would either coached, as, as being and you have coach Jordan, yeah uh, or they were a student of yours let's say at the middle school or high school and you know now they're young adults and um you know they're coaching and you can sit back in your head and said you know what that that peanut kid had a, had a right mind for the game and you thought hey if something comes up a good guy to get uh you know one of those kind of uh, and it makes you feel good to know that yeah. uh, those kids that you had not saying I might have had or you might have had a big influence on them. But yeah. at the same time, uh, we knew what this guy uh, could possibly do as a player and maybe what he was like off the field and how he acted off the field to say, this kid, if he gets into sports, he could do something. And I think me and you would probably say that about a guy like Jordan Pena.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let me see. We got a comedy. here. Uh, let's see try to put it up here.
1: Uh. It is very difficult, I think, uh, if he's asking the question about playing with a mask on, Charlie. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I mean, as he says, he works out in the gym. I work out in the gym. Yes, it is. It's difficult. I still play tennis on Wednesday nights. Um, You know, and my level's still competitive. Uh, It is difficult. Um, I I think what happens is you don't really realize it's on you When you're in the heat of the game, because you're more concerned about covering somebody defensively or or going to the basket or or whatever it is that you're doing in the game, I I think then there's a lullaby. Let's say there's a timeout or, um, you know, you're just coming back and yeah, the mask kind of slides off and you see a lot of kids do that and then they put it back on and then they get right back into it. So I I think it's sometimes the heat of the moment Uh, for me, it's, you know, I'm changing sides when I'm doing tennis. I take it off. I have a drink. I kind of wipe down. I put it back on. And then I'm concentrating on my game. So I'm not really too concerned about the mask. So it might be a little bit different in the gym um, because, you know, that that's your train of thought. You're running and, and your mind's really uh, on your breathing or, or something to that. But uh, I, I think it's more of when you're playing. I don't think you're really realizing. These kids are resilient, man. They, they, I give them all the credit in the world. Not an easy thing to do. And I've never seen one kid complain. And I've never seen one kid ever take a mask off. They know all the rules. They follow the rules. Basketball: you come off the uh, off your chair, you walk over, sanitize your hands. Yep. You know, you wait till they tell you to go in. You go in. The mask is on. You play. You now come out. You got to sanitize your hand again. Go back, sit down. Now you can take it off. Get a little water. Someone comes near you. You put it back. And they follow all the rules. I've never seen a coach uh, or an official really complain. There might be an occasion a kid doesn't wear it over the nose, Charlie. And so yeah. I've seen an official blow the whistle and say, hey, he has to come out of the game because he's not following the rules. I've only seen it like maybe once or twice so far in all the games we've done this year. So it has been pretty good. And I give the kids all the credit in the world.
0: True. I yeah. I, um, I uh, just noticed, uh, well, he posted on Facebook, uh, and I, I think you you know him too. Stevie Lopes. Stevie Lopes is now a teacher at Volk. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, Holy Family kid. Yep. Def- uh, definitely played uh, great basketball. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping that he can bring some of his basketball knowledge to um, Volk eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be stepping on anybody's toes to take their job, but just to be an assistant. And, and see where it leads, you know, because he's also a good mentor. So um, I hope that happens. Uh, anyone uh, – well, it, it, Stevie's a good dude. So I – um.
1: And you know, Listen, I, I mean, I don't really know Stevie that well, but there's a lot of great basketball minds out there, and I'm sure he's one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, um, Coach Wildrick is over there with Volk. Coach Pryor's over there. Uh, obviously, yeah. we know what New Bedford has with Matt Hill and and Jordan Pina, and uh, even the assistants. You, you know, you, you look at some of these guys now, and and it's a younger generation, Charlie. Yeah. It's not yeah. you know the Eddie Rodericks anymore. It's not no. the, the guys who've been around. These these are young guys. So once, I
0: actually it, once approach
1: comes in, it's it, it's tough to crack into the system.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually um, it's 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 that era where. Uh, you know, we we mentioned Jordan Pena. It's the players that were from the '90s. Mm-hmm. You see them all over, from from here to the Cape. Yep. You see the players just, just basically now they're the coaches, and that's the way it's supposed to fall. It's supposed to be passed on, and 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 um, it's glad to see. I mean, I, I still, you know, I jump into uh, staying, watch a game, you know, maybe go to Dartmouth High School, see one of the games, and it's uh, it, it's so nice to see those younger players, you know, especially where I might have seen them at AAU tournaments, and and now they're on the sideline and they're 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 actually coaching these kids. So it's good, it's real good. It's,
1: I mean, it's a, it's a tradition like no other, and they're they're just trying to find you know their own place in the game, um, and and I think some of these schools, um, are trying to now, I I shouldn't say. Get the old out and the new in, mm-hmm. but there, there has been uh you know some opportunities where that that generation who's been coaching for 25-30 years, um it's kind of on the bubble. And and you know as well as I do, Charlie, it's a different coaching situation out there now than it was. 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. It's a whole different kind of style to be coaching. It's, and, and it's not as easy as it was.
0: I remember what four yeah. weeks ago, that great post you had about, uh, you know, coaching and, and mm-hmm. players and, mm-hmm. and parents. And it's a, uh, it's, it's a new era. You and know? It
1: really is. So, you, you know, you got to be careful. You, you got to watch everything you say. You got to watch everything you do. And you're under the microscope a lot more now than what it used to be. So, Uh, everybody's watching you and you're out there. uh, You know, if if you, if you happen to get the chance to get an opportunity to get interviewed for a job, you know, good luck with it. I I wish everybody uh, the best. Um, It's just difficult unless you're in that kind of school system um, to be hired outside of a school system. Most of the time they want to stay in house. Occasionally, you know, you you don't have enough people to interview. So they take someone on the outside but it doesn't happen often, so yeah. Uh, I, I like I the ref. Work.
0: I like the referee. Eventually, you know, or or, or actually uh, get involved more so on the uh, you know scoring table, you yep. know, statistics, yep. something like that. Um, if, now, if I, I mean,
1: telling, we, we coach and look with me. I, I went into the broadcasting pot. You know, I thought it was something that uh, I would enjoy, and I and I have at New Bedford Cable Network now for over fifteen years. Um I, I hope the people like our broadcast. Um, oh yeah. Yep. Obviously sometimes we have some technical difficulties like everybody else and we got some wi fis that don't work and sometimes mm-hmm. we get shut down and comes on comes off. Um but the game itself it, it's still a game and uh, I I continue to enjoy it. Um from the fall the winter and now this this little short football season that's going to be coming up in high school. Uh, into the spring season, which supposedly is going to go to July 3rd. So uh, a lot of things going on, and, and hopefully we can uh, continue to bring sports uh, to the to the New Bedford people.
0: Good. You you do an excellent job. A quality announcing. Uh, the knowledge is, is definitely there, as we can see in this podcast, that you know what you're talking about. And um, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad your voice is there um, because – You know what? If you kind of have a drawn-out sportscaster, guess what? He's probably not going to have his job a little bit, Uh, and he's not going to have his job for a long time. At least with you, you feel some excitement. You definitely on the place. You know, you're not taking time off during the during the broadcast, and um, you're staying involved. And I love that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little different when you're a color man. You you know, you got to be a little bit more excitable. Uh, than maybe a play-by-play guy. Uh, Play-by-play, you know, you kind of just watch the flow and then you get excited, obviously, when it gets close to the end of a quarter or a half or the final of the game, then you really get. But most of the time, you're you're more concerned about make sure you got the right names with the numbers and and everything else. It's the color guy that steps in when he has to step in, so you're not stepping on the toes of the play-by-play. And that's the person I think that should be a little bit more exuberant and a little more excitement to the game uh to get the people involved. So true. Yeah.
0: Um this this past week I was uh listening to uh my favorite player Deion Sanders and um
1: yeah
0: and he he was he kinda he taught me something because he's uh he's talking about his beloved cowboys and um mm-hmm. and he, he mentions he said that about these billionaire owners. Like Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to listen to the chatter coming from, you know, social media, the newspaper, ESPN, wherever, an NFL network. They're not going to listen to the chatter. And who are we to be telling them anything because they made billions of dollars on their own? There's some mm-hmm. kind of credibility here. So I'm the one that was always kind of Oh, Jerry Jones needs to stay out of football business, you know. And 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 I, I have to, I had to step back when I was listening to that podcast because I'm saying, hey, that does make sense. This guy's a billionaire; he made it, and so he's going to make his own decision for his billions of dollars. So, mm-hmm. um, so I want to apologize to you because you're a cowboy fan. And I shouldn't be talking about your owner no. like that.
1: No, that's fine.
0: Yeah. And listen, you, know. you, you,
1: you should see what I say on Sundays about my own owner.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I let him have it too when I'm in there. And I'm like, you know, uh, it, it's interesting. I, I had an opportunity to obviously go to Dallas a few times. Um, we take a tour of the stadium and they bring us in the Jerry Jones um, executive suite. Mm-hmm. And so this is where obviously Jerry sits and watches the game and, and all that. But he also has a little small room uh, in there as well. And one of the things was, as they're showing us the room, he had two phones in the room. Mm-hmm. One phone was the white phone and the other one was the red phone. And the red phone supposedly is the one that calls directly down to the field <laughs> uh, compared to the white phone where he just takes some calls, uh, you know, from wifey or whoever. But that red phone was very interesting to know that, uh, you know, he can just go, Give me yeah. that. Uh, uh, what's going on down there, boys? We need to do this instead. So uh-huh. uh, I'm sure he does it at times. Uh, I think there are times you should probably just stay out of the game and let the coaches coach. Um, and, and you know, I'm more of a guy to see uh, GMs uh, in the preseason, season than I am during the season. And yeah. I think they always want to go talk to Jerry after every game just leave the guy alone. You want to talk to the head coach? That's fine. It's yeah. you know you like talking to Bob Kraft after every single game, and and they don't do that. Yes. you know they, they they do Bob Kraft at certain times, um, but but not as much as they do it with Jerry Jones, and and he likes that. I don't care for it. Um, I, I think it's let the coaches coach, uh, let the players play, and you know you, you do some of the things behind the scenes, um, and and kind of live that way, but uh, that, that's his style. He's never going to change. That's not going to change. So, uh, us cowboy fans have learned to live with it, Charlie.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whether we like it or not, we have to live with it.
0: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting that, uh, I'm rooting your buddy. You know, I don't know if he's your buddy, but I'm rooting for Zach to come back and I hope he does. Um, and only because, uh, that was a horrific injury. So it reminded me of Alex Smith. From mm-hmm. And, and uh, he just felt so sorry for those guys. Um, yeah, you so did. I, I, hope- mean, I
1: mean, I he was having a pretty good season to, to start us off. Um, at the same time, you know, these teams sometimes you're only as good as your offensive line. And, and you know yeah. that, Charlie, because, you know, they're going to protect you. They're going to open holes for you. They're going to make things happen. Uh, and if you don't have that, um, that's how injuries can happen. Unfortunately for Dallas, you know, they've had some great offensive linemen, but they've been getting injured. They haven't had a, a starting five offensive line in a while. Um, and whether it's been an injury that's retired someone or starting to get injured during the season. And then it led to, obviously, Dak getting hurt. And then after that, when Dalton came in, uh, teams knew that they were weak there and, and they were blitzing, coming at them with the young guys and it gave Dalton a, a, a tough time, and, um, you know, the this, this season kind of went south from there, um, but, uh, you know, th- those things happen. I hope he comes back. I still think he's got a lot of talent. Um, if he doesn't, well, now you got to start looking at what's going out there in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, a lot of teams jumping on Stafford, a lot of teams jumping on maybe Garoppolo, a lot of teams maybe thinking about Matt Ryan, a lot of guys out there too, but I don't think Dak's going anywhere, but you know, I, I'm, I'm not the GM. I don't know all the ins and out about money and and uh, who's getting paid what, and this guy's going to take a cut and all these kind of things. So uh, I'll just have to wait and, and see what happens. But he seems like a good guy. Um, I, I, I'm I'm still kind of on that cusp of is he the right fit uh, because True. not I, it's not that he can't throw it. It's not that he can't run it. It's to me, the leadership, can he lead this team to be a a, a contender and a winner? And I've seen signs of it, but I've also seen some uh, negative signs from it in games that they got to win and he's not producing down the stretch. Uh, The Jets reminded me of one last year that was really frustrating. Uh, I went to a game live against the Vikings. They had a chance down the stretch to win that one. They didn't do it. Uh, So whether it's play call, whether it was him, uh, for him to be an elite quarterback, he's got to win those big games. He's got to pull the Montanas. He's got to pull the Bradys. He's got to get those down the stretch kind of wins. And he hasn't done it the way I would like it. Uh, and hopefully he can because uh, I think Shut he's up. got some talent. It's, it's just a matter of putting it all together.
0: Uh, uh, NFC, teams. The NFC is going to be interesting because you have um, you have the Giants with their star mm-hmm. running coming back from injury. Yep. Dallas has a quarterback coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Washington probably going to have a new quarterback. Yep. So it's, it's actually going to be, uh, it's going to be real, real interesting. Um,
1: and then you look at the Eagles and that's yeah. going to be interesting because whether Wentz is going to stay, is Hurts going to go? Are these two going to battle with each other again? Uh, you know, there's a lot of flaws and they, they got a new coach too. Um, so, it, it's a division right now that's usually always pretty strong. They're struggling right now, uh, and mostly all the teams are. So um, any, anybody could take that and walk away with that next year.
0: Yeah. And uh, speaking of coaches, uh, you know, um, Eric Benenemi, what is it, uh, he's, uh is it true he wasn't offered? I mean, he went to interviews, but he wasn't offered any job, and I don't think they can until this uh super Bowl is over right mm-hmm. um so um i i hope he gets a, a slot i would i i would have loved to see him out in san diego um mm-hmm. but, you know the the gripe the uh static was that um he's just not gonna do that he's not gonna go into the division with kansas city so um but that would have been nice i would have liked to see him with a young uh quarterback Herbert and um see what he could do. So
1: yeah, I don't have all the details uh on Eric Bieniemy, um uh, but I heard that there has been some um off field issues yeah. with him. Okay. And I think that some of these general managers are looking at those off field issues and I-, I think some of them have shied away from him because of those issues. Now, I I don't know that to be true. That's what I believe. That's my opinion on it. Um, But, you know, he seems to have a knowledge of the game and and a mastermind of it. True. Um, So maybe a certain team will finally reach out to him. Um, But I don't know. Um, I think that has something to do with it. So it will be interesting. Uh, The interview part, I think he can interview, um, even though they haven't finished the Super Bowl. I, I think he can. Um, I, I don't think that goes into that – because I think I remember Josh McDaniels interviewing a couple of times there when uh, the Patriots were in the playoffs and going yeah. to the Super Bowl as well too. So I think he can, but, um, you know, I, I think he's had some off-field issues and I think a lot of teams might be looking at that. I'm not sure. So All right.
0: Well, uh, man, it, it is – it's this been this been real nice. Um, for one, it's it, you no know, other than you know you doing the broadcast. I, um, nice to hear your voice. Nice to talk about sports. Um, other than us kind of commenting on social media, but it, it's definitely um, definitely good. You know, and I I wish you a lot of luck, Chris, with anything you do. I'm a friend before I'm anything else. And um, if you ever need me, please, please get in touch with me.
1: Hey, I I appreciate everything you've done. This has been great for me. Um, You ever want to do another one or get a couple more guys, I'm in. Uh, This is enjoyable for me. Uh, You know, this is one of the things that I do, uh, obviously, for a living. Um, And anybody needs to reach out to me and have me on a show or something like that, I'll be more than happy to go out. It's always good to talk sports. I wish we had a little bit more of that. I, I remember, you know, listening to Bernie Picanisco and, and 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 guys like that on the radio when I was younger. Um, I, I kind of miss that stuff uh, on radio sports. That That's always fun for me too. Um, hopefully, you know, something comes of this, uh, Charlie, and, and we can do it again sometime because it, it's been a blast.
0: We will. We will do it again. And um, there's some new things up and coming. I can't really say anything about it, but um, I'm definitely going to be back in touch with you. Whether well, it's my show or someone else's, but um it's uh this is great. And I really, really uh really appreciate you. And I, I can't um I wish we had someone else that we can pick on like Michael Connor <laughs> and beat him,
1: right.
0: <laughs> we'll say that for the next show because it definitely <laughs> gonna be the
1: next show. Uh right, you got a prediction for me for the Super Bowl? What what's your score? Who do you got and what's your score, Charlie? I'll leave I, you with that.
0: Um I got a I, th- I th- think Kansas City can score four touchdowns um okay and I, I think one of them is going to be in special teams okay um and so I'm gonna give them 28 and I think Brady definitely got 24 so I'll say 28 24 Kansas City
1: kind of like that I don't know if I'm not mistaken it was 27 24 when they played during the season at Tampa.
0: Yes, and I okay. think that, um, and and I think that uh, Tampa Bay could have pulled it off, but they, they, the clock was the enemy, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, but in in this case, I think that um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. It breaks my heart, man.
1: TV All right, you, yeah, now listen, you heard it here, folks. Kansas by <laughs> four says Charlie Perry twenty eight twenty four. That means they'll cover the spread, Charlie. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I better get the in <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
1: All
0: right, brother. I love you, man. Take hey, care.
1: Pleasure, buddy. It was great seeing you. Thanks again. Anytime right. you reach out to me and we'll do this again. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right, man. Take care.
1: And if you guys want right. to watch, remember New Bedford Cable Network. Watch Facebook live. You know, we, we, we try to do our best. High school sports. If you're home, you're bored, got nothing to do. Turn us on. We cover Volk. We cover New Bedford High, and sometimes we get Bishop staying in there too. So we got a few more basketball games coming up this week. Look for us on the New Bedford Cable Network.
0: And I'll I'll make sure I uh, routinely share that also every broadcast. Appreciate it, All right, take All care, right, buddy.
1: Thanks see you. a lot. Yep.
0: A great friend of mine. Love him coach with him five years at New Bedford high school, the freshman football team definitely was a um, good, good coach, good friend. Um, and I was sad that I had to leave those guys, but, uh, Chris Santos, like he said, make sure you tune into, you know, local sports. His broadcasts are great. And, and the, the, the athletes in this area are doing the best they can. And they're actually, um, putting on a good show so tune in um all right i got about. Uh, well oh actually um we're winding down i'm gonna actually have a podcast on tomorrow um talking about the issues of uh parking in the city of new bedford massachusetts so i'm um, gonna try to air that tomorrow so stay tuned to that and uh definitely want to give you input i'm gonna give mine's being a retired police officer. And now I feel that, uh, this, uh, the parking violations in the city are really, really getting crazy. And, um, they need to uh, answer to it and need to address it. It's becoming a monopoly. And, uh, I was a victim of one and I do pay my tickets when I'm at fault. I definitely do. There's no fixing any kind of tickets. I paid them. Um, I'm a bad boy, I'm going to pay them, but that's an issue we're going to talk about tomorrow, um, probably around 1 a.m., I mean, 1 p.m., sorry, 1 p.m., and uh, I'll be on the streets, live from the streets in New Bedford, talking about the parking mm-hmm. violations, okay? Always tune in on Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern time here on Facebook, StreamYard, Anchor or Spotify on the Really Charlie podcast. Feel free to email me at at reallycharliepodcastgmail.com and make a suggestion about a guest, you know, a subject matter, anything that you particularly want to hear in the future. And I will gladly bring it to the air. Even if it's part of one of, part of the segments, you know, I'll definitely bring up the subject matter so we can have a discussion about it. And please, if you want to join the podcast while you're listening, please, in the comments section, type invite me. And I will gladly invite you. Regardless of who the guest is, I will invite you. Just make sure you comb your hair, brush your teeth. You don't have to wear a mask, but make sure you're decent. All right. Love y'all. Take care and continue to watch and listen.